Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Holy Spirit, take absolute control and speak to our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you may be seated in the presence of God. All right. It's great. Say amen. It's working. Say amen. Amen. God is blessing us. Say amen. Amen. God is helping us. Say amen. Amen. God is fighting for us. Say amen. Amen. Wonderful. Please appreciate No Monday. Last, last week we had Monday, is that not so? Or Monday, whatever you want it. Then this week we have no, no Monday. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I have a poster with no Monday. <laughs> I just asked them not to put it out. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's great to have so many talents in the house of the Lord. So don't hide your talent. Okay, don't hide your talent. So if you can sing, we, we are in a season of singing. So that's why, the, that's why it's called Let's Sing. Do you get it? So if you feel, easy, easy, easy. Easy, if you feel you can sing, Pastor Zolile. You used to be in the choir, is that not so? Yeah. So this is your season, amen. Yeah, and it's running to, we are in what month now? Till the end of October. So, by all means, you will get a chance. Yeah. It's not only Pastor Merlin that will be singing. You will also get a chance. Auntie Connie will get a chance. <laughs> it's, it's nice. Uh-huh. It's powerful. Amen. All right, let us begin from somewhere. We've been talking about making full proof of your ministry. And I said your ministry is what God has brought you on this earth for. Your ministry is your calling. Your ministry is your destiny. Your ministry is your mandate. Your ministry is your God-given assignment. Amen. Amen. And I said that God expects us to make full proof of it. And to make full proof of it means... To fulfill it. Alright? To perform it. Amen. Every single person listening to me now or every single person on the face of the air, God has a special assignment he has given to you to complete on this earth. Your inability or unwillingness or unreadiness to complete it is the failure of the mission of God for your life. So maybe God brought you to this earth to become, maybe become a lawyer and you become a doctor. In your eye, you may have think you have become successful, but in God's eye, you are a failure. 
And the sad thing about it is that when God comes to put his ruler down and measures and you fall short, it will be for eternity. When it's done, it's done for eternity. There's no redo. Hallelujah. There is no redo. So let's do what we can now. Amen. Amen. Colossians 4.17, Paul says, Say to Archippus, is that not so? Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received of the Lord. Or take heed to the mandate that you have received of the Lord. Take heed to the assignment that you have received of the Lord. That thou fulfill it. That thou do what? Fulfill it. That thou do it. Amen. It's a take it seriously and do it. Many Christians will have the shock when God comes. Yeah. There is nobody here that God just called you to just be a Christian. Come and be a Christian. Like come to church, clap your hands and go home. There's nobody like that. Every single one of us, God has a purpose for our lives. God has an assignment for our lives. And he wants us to fulfill it. So Paul wrote to Archippus. In fact, he wrote to the church of Corinth. Then he remembered this Archippus guy. He said, see, I'm sure Archippus was one of the guys in the church. You would think Archippus was the pastor or he's saying to, he's writing to a bishop. Or I'm sure one of the members, he said, say to that guy. And Paul knew him. So Paul says, say to that guy, Archippus. I don't know who the Archippus is right now listening to me, but God said I should say to you, take the ministry that he has played, the mandate, the assignment that he has given you for which he brought you to this earth. Take it seriously and make sure you fulfill it. Make sure you fulfill it. Today's message is like a warning. It's starting like a warning, but make sure you fulfill it. Make sure. Because that day when God puts his ruler down, and you fall short. There's no redo. There's no sub. There's no rewrite. There's no re-examination. There's no come, let's try it again. Okay, let's give you another chance. If God, maybe today is your other chance that God is giving to you. Each preaching that emphasizing on this is another chance that God is giving to you. You cannot get to heaven and say that, oh God, you didn't give me a second chance. God will remind you Tuesday after Tuesday, Sunday after Sunday, that you had it, fulfill it, fulfill it, fulfill it. It was explained in many different ways, diverse, different, varying ways to be understood. The way the place is quiet is not nice at all. But I'm telling you the truth. Fulfill it. Hallelujah. So, we've been looking at ways by which, I told you from this book, I'm preaching from this book, how you can fulfill your ministry or how you can make full proof of your ministry. And in this book, Prophet shares with us many different things you can do to fulfill your ministry. Many, many varying and different things that you can do to fulfill your, 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 your ministry. Last week we talked about fulfill your ministry or make foolproof of mini, your ministry by what? Oh, we've talked about following your desire long. We talked about your mission. Going on your mission. 
going on your mission, and we said there are two very important things to note when it comes to going on your mission, which is go where you have been asked to go and do what you have been asked to do. Two very important things. Going where you have been asked to go and doing what you have been asked to do. So you can go where you've been asked to go and not do what you have been asked to do. You have still failed anyway. Or you can do what you have been asked to do, but where you want to do it, in the place that you want it to be, you would have still failed. So may you go where you have been asked to do. Go and do what you have been asked to do. Can somebody say an amen? Amen. Yeah. So may you do that. You can't say, I want to do this. Ask for me, I only do this. Ask for me, I can only stand at the door and welcome people. Ask for that's all I can do. If God says go and do something else, go and do that something else. Amen. Amen. I said you missed a good place to say amen. amen. Wonderful. Today, we are looking at making foolproof of your ministry by fulfilling your mission. We are still on the mission. I think we are going to stay on the mission for like three weeks. So, brace yourself. Tell your neighbor, brace yourself. By fulfilling, not only going and doing what you have been asking, you have been asked to do, but fulfilling it. Fulfilling your mission. When many people hear, when many people hear about, or when people hear about mission, they think about traveling somewhere. Travel. So God is sending you on a mission. It means I'm going to travel. Either God is sending me to Timbuktu, God is sending me to Africa, God is sending me to China. Mission to China. Marco Polo went to China. Do you guys? So God is sending me somewhere. But it's not every mission is having to go somewhere. A mission is an assignment. A mission is something that has to be done. Do you get it? So in the Great Commission are many, many missions to be accomplished. And most missions don't start by traveling. Most missions don't start by even preaching. A lot of missions don't start like that. I believe that God had a plan to bring me here to Peter Marisbeck, the city of our God. Do you get it? But it didn't start with buying a plane ticket or making a passport. No, it started with carry the speakers and arrange it. That's me. When I came to the church, that's what I was asked to do. Carry the speakers, arrange it, do the sound, um, connect the microphone, those arrange the drums. That's how I can learn how to arrange drums, all this, connect all these things. That's where I learned all of it from. At that time, all this high-tech media, computer media had not come. I'm sure by now, I would have been an expert in all that. If it had come in that time, I would have been forced to learn it. And that time, my mind was also younger, ready to learn, type control R, control Z, control V, all these things. Do you see? I would have learned all of them. But that's how it started. Just arrange the speakers. Come at dawn, 4 a.m., and come and arrange the speakers. And ah, what time are we going to use the speakers? Is it not 8 o'clock? Why should we come and arrange it at 4 a.m.? That's what I could have said. But the person who was in charge said, let's meet at 4 a.m. And let's arrange the things. I said, no problem. For, which, for, for, which four are you talking about? The first one or the second one? Said the first one, no problem. I'll see you there. 
So 4 a.m., here am I. I've left my mother's house on my way to come and arrange things. By 5, we have finished arranging the whole church. Then we pray till 6. Then we go home and go and dress up and come to the 8 o'clock service. Yeah. I didn't know. Not knowing all of it was training. Training, training. A lot of missions begin with training. Imagine we are going to send you to the moon. You don't have to do any training. You, we said, when, you, when are you sending me? Next Wednesday. Okay, I'll see you Wednesday morning, 7 o'clock sharp. All 700 hours GMT, I'll see you. Then you arrive, all 700 hours, ready to go to space. You will die. No, by the grace of God, you will die. You will die. And you see... <laughs> You will not die in the at, out, atmosphere. You will die at NASA Space Center. That's where you will die at. Yeah. Some of the people who go to space, they go into what we call simulators. Sometimes they live there three months to learn how to live where they are going. To even learn how to live in, a, in an atmosphere where there is no gravity. You have to do training, training. Sometimes they are in training for years before they, they even lift off. Before they do um, eight, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, lift off. You don't know the training. That's why you don't know. Like they, they say, this person has gone to space three times, four times. No, you go perhaps only once. You've been training for a long time. So as you are here, it's all part of the mission. I was arranging, doing microphone. When your microphone is not working, then I come and give you another one. One, two, one, two. Testing mic, one, two. Often mic, one, two. Yeah, often mic, one, two. <laughs> but it was the beginning of a mission. Yeah. Hallelujah. So fulfill your ministry by fulfilling your mission. It means complete the mission that you have been given. Hallelujah. Isaiah 48 verse, it says, I, even I have spoken, yea, I have called him and I have brought him and he shall make his, and I shall make his way prosperous. Let's look at another version, not the King James version. It will say it properly. It says, and I shall make him, and he will succeed in his mission. Look for a version that says it like that. It says, I have spoken. This is God. It says, I, even I, have spoken, yes. I have called him, and I will bring him, and he will succeed in his mission. God wants you to complete your mission. God wants you to do well in your mission. Hallelujah. Six ways by which you complete your mission. Fulfill your mission by doing your duty. Way number one, do your duty. Fulfill your mission by doing your duty. So a mission is a duty that needs to be done. John 19, 28, it says, after this, Jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished, which means his mission was now fulfilled, that scripture must be fulfilled, said, I test. He says, after this, after, I told you on Sunday, John 19, Jesus died. 
Anybody ask you what happened in John 19, what happened? Jesus died. Or Jesus was killed in John 19. So it says, after these things, Jesus knowing now that all things were accomplished, his mission was accomplished, his duty was done. He had finished what he had been sent to do. He said, I thirst. I thirst. I'm thirsty. His work was done. What was Jesus sent to this earth to do? To come and die for us so that you and I will be saved. When he saw he had done it, he knew that, ah, my work is done. He could have done many other things. He could have, as he had come, he would have said, you know, God, the earth is different from heaven. You see, when you are sitting in heaven, things look different. But when you come on the ground, we are the people on the ground. We are the Zulus. We know the reality of the South African people. We know what our local people need. We are here. You are sitting in Accra. How do you know what the people, the Zulu people need? We are on the ground. God, you are sitting in heaven. In heaven, everything is cool. Because according to geography, the higher you go, the cooler it becomes. So it's cooler in heaven. But the temperature here is different. Siasha means what? We are burning. Yeah, see Asha. But in heaven, everything is cool. So that's why you sit in heaven. You say, when somebody comes to this earth, it should come and die to save these people. I think we should do something else. No, but he followed the instructions. He followed the, the duty. He accomplished what he was asked to do. Come and die. If we send you out somewhere, will you do what you have been asked to do? I've been sent here as a missionary from the Republic of Ghana. And I've been given what to do. And that's what I have to stay with. I can't come here and say, you are sitting in Ghana. Do you know the situation in South Africa? South Africa is a very different place, you know. We just came out of the struggle. Things are different here. We need to, we need a lot of funds in this place. We need money. The people are poor. The people are broke. We need to come and give them money. Yourself, we should come and preach Christ to them. Well, what type of thing is that? Look, the situation is different on the ground. We are going to do something else. Let us start an NGO. Let us start a business. Let's use the church people to start a leadership school. And we do something else. Suddenly you have diverted the mission to your mission. Not what the duty you have been asked to do. Can we send you on a mission where people's lives depend on it. That you won't go and change it there. Sometimes you send people out to do things. Then they go and join the people you have sent them to. They go and team up with the people you have sent them to. Against you. Meanwhile, you said they didn't have any plans of going to the people. And they are a representation of you to the people. Then they go and join the people. Then it becomes the people and you. Instead of you and the person you have sent. You and your envoy. Now your envoy has joined the people. What a shock. May you fulfill your duty. 
And sometimes the duty may be something small. They say, just sing. Sing. And the duty may be just small. Sing, sing. Take an offering, take an offering. Do the media, do the media. Do something. Sometimes it's very small. But your inability to accomplish it, accomplish what you have been asked to do, it's a failure of completing your mission. You have just started to fail. On. You've gone where you've been asked to go. You are doing what you are, being, you are being asked to do, which is your mission, but you are failing at it. You are failing. You are failing completely at it. Amen. amen. Say another amen. amen. Why do you have this look on your face? This weekend is a conference. International preacher is coming. Come on, warm up. Warm up. Are you listening to me? So may we accomplish our duty. Number two, fulfill your mission by doing your assignment. Fulfill your mission by doing your assignment. Now listen to the message clearly and understand. Understand the structure of the message. We said we are looking at how we can make full proof of our ministries or how we can fulfill our ministries. And we said to fulf- we must fulfill our ministries by fulfilling our mission. Do you get it? So now we are looking at how to fulfill our mission. Number one, do your duty. Number two, do your assignment. What is an assignment? Assignment is something, it's like a homework that you have been given to go and do. Now, if you don't do your assignment, usually there'll be a time where they will check if the assignment is done. Now, when you don't do your assignment and you are called to come and do a presentation, present your assignment, you've not done it. You look very funny. Go and learn this song. You won't go and learn it. You are moving around. <laughs> then when the time comes, they say, sing the song. Then you, you come and stand there, then you say, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is a mighty God. He will what? Save thee, will rejoice over thee with joy. God in the midst of thee. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Ooh, yeah. Then people start clapping. No, 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 no. It's fine. Sit down. People start clapping and everything. Meanwhile, you have not studied the song. Right by my side. Right by my side. Right by my side. Right by my side. Now you have changed the song into a right by my right by my side. So you started well. We were clapping for you. Now suddenly you have reached right by my side. It's like the city, the city is skipping. It's skipping. It's skipping. It's not even a So you say you are coming to do let's single. You have taken the song. Go and learn it. Then you come. You are telling us right by my side. Right by my side. Is the song just right by my side? (laughs) You can always tell people who are going to fail their mission 
by people who don't do their assignments. Even a student, it doesn't do. They give you homework, you won't do it. Give you homework, you, you will just know you are going to fail. I had a meeting recently about someone who's failing in school. So I, 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 I didn't submit my assignment. I didn't do my assignment. Don't do your assignment leads to failure. You will fail. No, by the grace of God, you will fail. Oh, yes. You will fail completely. You don't do your assignment. You will fail. Going on a mission for God involves many assignments. Involves follow-up. Involves teaching. Involves visitation. Involves prayer. Involves so many things. When you don't do them, you will fail. You will fail on your mission. When you don't do them. Planting a microchurch involves many different kinds of assignments to be done. If you don't do them. You see, assignment also refers to something that is given to you, then we don't watch you. Assignment is different from a test. A test is come and sit and start to write. We are there. We are waiting. Write. Write. So even if you are not willing to write, you will be writing something because everybody around you is writing. Then you later can see that you are not writing. You will be writing a story. <laughs> you have to write something. Even if you don't know the answer, you have to write something. One day, a guy went to write an exam. Now, this guy, as he was write, going to write the assignment, he had learned about trees. No, he had learned about trees, yes. So when he went, they asked a question about birds. A bird. So when he studied the question, he saw that no. Something bad is going to happen today. (laughs) Because he doesn't know about birds. So he wrote, a bird is an animal that flies and lands on a tree. (laughs) So then he said, at this juncture, one may ask, what is a tree? (laughs) Then he started to answer, a tree, then he started two hours of writing on a tree. No, he's writing cry. He has written 4,000, 3,000 words on what a tree is. Because if you don't know what a tree is, how would you understand his, his main point that birds land on a tree? If you don't know what a tree is. So he has to explain to you. If you don't do your assignment, if you, if you don't start, when you are writing a test, that's what you'll be forced to do. But an assignment is you are given something to do, then you are given time. Bible says, a certain man went on a journey. He was going on a journey. And he called to himself his servant and delivered unto them his goods. To one he gave five talents, to another he gave two talents, and to another one talent. To every man according to their several ability and straightway went on his journey. 
And he that has received five talents went and went, traded with his master's talent and gained five talents more. And he that had received two talents, likewise, he that has received two talents did the same and gained two more. But he that has received one went and dig the earth, took his master's talent, dig the earth, and hid the talent on the earth. And after many days, the Lord of the servant cometh. This is the scripture I'm looking for. The Lord of the servant cometh and reconnect with them. So he gave them an assignment. Then he left them for many years. But he says, it came after a long time. The Lord of the servants cometh and reconnect. He came to check where is your assignment. Where is your, have you done your assignment? Let me see your assignment. As we are on this earth, maybe you are here for 70 years. God has given you an assignment. He has given you 70 years to fulfill the assignment. After 70 years, he will come and say, show me your assignment. Some of you are toying with it. It's like, oh, they are forcing me to come to church. Coming to church is the least of your assignment. If you knew, you would even take it more serious. They are forcing me to be serious. I heard a story like that. They, and the shepherd is forcing us to be serious. You must be joking. You must be what? That's the least of your worries. Because for you to be serious, it's entry level when it comes to the assignment God has given to you. They want us to come to church. Coming to church. Ah! It's, the, it's like somewhere students say they want us to go to school. Going to school is the basic level before it comes to listening to what is being taught for you to understand and even grasping it and learning it and reproducing it. So if you are complaining about going to school, then let's forget about it. Let's not even start talking about exams. Let's not even talk about exams. Let's not even talk about exams. Yeah. So if you are listening to me anywhere in the world, or you can see me right now physically face to face, I came to tell you, if you are struggling with just coming to church, oh, your assignment there, you have failed in advance. I'm sorry to say it, but you have failed. If you don't make a U-turn, you will fail. And it's not a case. It's the reality. It's like somebody who has not handed in their assignment, said they are trusting God. By faith, they will pass. Look, by faith, you will fail. The lecturer is also trusting God to fail you. Number three, number three. Fulfill your mission by following your instructions. Fulfill it by following your instructions. So I'm giving you six keys that will help us to bring, complete our mission. Number one, do your duty Number two, do your assignment. Number three, follow your instructions. Follow the instructions that have been given to you. First Samuel 15, God is talking to Saul through the prophet Samuel. And Samuel said, when thou was little in thy own sight, was thou not the head of the, was thou not made the head of the tribes of Israel and the Lord anointed thee king over Israel. And the Lord sent thee on a journey and said, Go and utterly destroy the sinners, the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they be consumed. Wherefore then didst thou not obey the voice of the Lord, but thou didst fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of the Lord. And Saul said to Samuel, Yea, 
I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and have gone the way which the Lord sent me and have brought Agag, the king of Amalek, and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites. Saul was sent on a simple mission and given a simple instruction. Go and destroy the whole of Amalek. Don't spare anybody. Kill everybody. Kill everything. It says, until they be consumed. That was the instruction. Now, when he was there, he took the instruction to, let me consume those I, I want to consume and leave Agag. The king. Look, every mission has instructions. Every mission has instructions. To fulfill it, your job is just to fulfill, to follow the instructions. Not to do what you like. When you, you see, instructions are different from discussions. When there's a discussion, it means your opinion is required. It's required. Well, at least let's hear what you think. But when they give you instructions, it means your opinion doesn't matter. You do, they, they don't have room for your opinion. In most professions, you are taught by an instructor. Driving. There's an instructor. Do this. You are going forward. You decide, I don't feel like going forward. I want to break. You can't break. If the instruction is to go forward, you go forward. If you break, you die. Most instructions, like you are flying a plane. It's full of instructions. Yeah. When you are going to be a pilot, you are taught by an instructor. Yeah. Instructor. To, instructors give you instructions. Do this, do this. It's not like, oh, what do you think? Okay, when it gets to this situation, you see, you, you, can, you, you use your mind, but monitor the situation. And see, maybe you should just spin the plane around. Do you get it? Spin the plane around if you think you can dodge the cloud. By spinning it around. What do you think? No, there's nothing like that. It's just instructions. Step one, do this. When you are taking off. So, me, I want to take off without pulling in my ties. I'm just going to, I'm going to screech. Even me, I'm, if, if I'm landing, I want to screech. I want to spin a zone, spin a zone. One round. I want to screech. No, it doesn't work like that. When you are landing, do this. And get the landing gear. Then you land like that. According to the instructions. That's why anytime we fly and the plane, plane touches down. Without any bump or sound, the people start to clap. Means the pilot has followed the instruction clearly. I see you flying and clapping for the pilot. there's no wobble. We all start to clap for the pilot. It's like, wow. Nice one. Nice one. One day, I think I, I, was, I was traveling with my wife, so I don't remember where. The pilot landed in a way. Boom, 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 boom like that. Like in Bumbulu. I gave that pilot a new name. Yeah, pilot in Bumbulu. The name was something like that, pilot in Bumbulu. Because the plane hit the ground like that. Boom, 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 boom. It was S.A. Boom, 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 like that. I gave, I, I told this pilot, that's his name. <laughs> as soon as he landed, the way he landed, I gave him a name, I told my wife. Yeah, straight away. 
But when the pilot lands smoothly, we all start to clap. The hope, it's not like somebody tells us, start to clap. The whole plane, old people, young people, white people, black people, Indians, um, Africans people, any type of people. Hey, Pastor, why have you mentioned Africans people? Africans people are not white people. They are Africans people. White people are like British people, American people. Those are white people. Africans people are Africans people. Just like Indians are Indians. And Chinese are Chinese. So I gave him a name straight. I said, Pilot Mumbulu is the one flying the plane. So anytime I'm flying with my wife, we check, I see the pilot. So, okay, it's not Pilot in Mumbulu. <laughs> pilot in Mumbulu is the pilot doesn't follow instructions. Some Christians don't want to follow instructions. They want to do what they like. You are doing a surgery, there are instructions. So this one is, is my home girl. So let me. <laughs> oh, let me do something. <laughs> That's why, even if you are a, a doctor, they don't let you operate on your wife, your close relative, because your emotions can get in the way. Of following the instructions. Suddenly you are moving the person's kidney next to the heart. (laughs) Or you say, oh, this one is my sister. Let me take the last week's patient's kidney and add. So that they have about three. Oh. (laughs) Follow the instructions. Saul did not follow instructions. Even when you are a leader and you, you work with people, people who don't follow instructions, they lose favor in your eyes. God was ready to destroy. God rejected Saul because he didn't follow the simple instruction. He killed everybody. Killed them all. That's all. He didn't kill them all. That was it. Yeah, so God rejected him. Yeah, he rejected him. When you're working with somebody who doesn't, when you're working with somebody who doesn't follow instructions, they lose favor in your eyes. Say, do this, they won't do. Do this, they won't do. Do this, they won't do. They want to do everything their way. Even in the army, they'll tell you, obey before complain. Obey the instruction before you start to even give your opinion. Because you're, you're not obeying the instruction can lead to your death. Can lead to your death. When you see the people go warfare and they are in the army, they just fall. You say, we are shooting. He say, you follow the instruction till the new instruction comes. Say, we are shooting this way. You just start to shoot that way. So, who is there? Let me see. Ah, how hard can it be to shoot somebody? To kill a person when you have a gun? Oh, where is the person? Oh, this one. No, no. Let me shoot the one at the back. You will be dead before you even start. When they say fire, you see, if you don't understand, go and watch some of these. You see, back in the day, warfare. Those movies that they go to war, Troy. Troy and those things, Roman Empire. Go and watch some of those. They wait and then they give the instruction, attack, then they, or charge, then they go. Do 
don't follow and see, you will die. You will die. So to fulfill your mission, you have to follow instructions. A lot of people are not happy in their lives because they are not following instructions. A lot of wives are not happy in their homes because they don't follow instructions. The guy says, I want to eat rice. You too, you say you feel like cooking soft pap or making soft porridge. So you should eat soft, soft porridge. You will never be happy as a wife. So, oh, but it's late. It's late. Drink tea and sleep. Drink tea and sleep. Ah. He says he wants to eat rice. Bring the rice and advise him later. (laughs) You know, it's too late for you to be eating rice. No, bring the rice and advise him later. Ah! Look, some of you wives, you are not happy in your own because you don't follow simple instructions. Simple instruction. Simple instruction. I'm telling you. You can argue with me. I know wives who argue with me anytime I talk about this. I can see from their faces. And I can also see when they are not happy. And I know it's because of this. That's why they are not happy. Yeah. Simple instruction. If you want to advise him, when it's full, advise him. <laughs> because it's not one day eating that will change his life. To gain weight, it's a, if you see anybody who has gained weight, it's a series of eating over a period of time. That's why, okay, if you say it's the one rice, look, my time is up. If you say it's the one rice that he will eat that night, that will make him gain weight. How come that when you fast one day, you don't lose weight? How come that you don't lose weight when you fast one day? And we are going to fast at the end of the month and pray. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. I mean, look. Wives can advise you. <laughs> let me not talk about this. Let me go. Let me. I have, I, I have three points more. <laughs> look, your wife can convince you. <laughs> That you don't like something. You say you like it all. Your wife will prove to you that you don't like it. No, I'm talking from experience. Yeah. Your wife will explain you to you that this thing, you don't like it. You know yourself and you see and, and the surprising thing is that you will agree with them. At the end of the day, you will agree with them that you don't like that thing. Yeah. You will agree. They will prove to you how they made it in 2002 and you didn't eat it. That you didn't eat it. Then in 2007, they made it. You didn't eat all of it. Do you get it? So you don't like it. Look, and you will not have facts to prove your case. (laughs) You'll be surprised. You'll just surrender and say, okay. (laughs) 
Yeah. And every husband that wants to live long learns to say okay. Yeah, I'll just... <laughs> number four, number four. Fulfill your mission by carrying out an undertaking. I don't know why the husbands are very happy today. <laughs> Some of your husbands are laughing too much. It's illegal. (laughs) By carrying out an undertaking. An undertaking is like a written agreement. Something that you have written, you decided that you will do. Carry it out. Like an agreement. A covenant you have made with God. Carry it out. Number five. Because my time is up. Fulfill your mission by carrying out an operation. An operation. God has brought us to this world to carry out an operation. An operation of saving souls. That's what he has. It's a special operation. Special assignment, special operation God has brought us to this world to do. Acts chapter 12 verse 25 says, And Barnabas and Saul returned from Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled their ministry and took with them John, whose surname was Mark. This is John Mark. Yeah. Yeah. NASB, if you have it, you can put it out there. It says, And Barnabas and Saul returned to Jerusalem when they had fulfilled their mission. Taking along with them John, whose surname was Mark. God has sent us on a special operation, an operation to ensure that you get saved. It's not a simple operation, it's a serious operation, and we must carry it out. We must carry it out, we must fulfill it. So, can God send you on an operation? Can you be sent on an operation? Actually, you have been sent on a special operation. You see, we just celebrated Osama bin Laden's birthday on Sunday, (laughs) September 11th. Do you see? It's been, what, 21 years, is that not? So since that bombing, America set out to go on a special operation to kill Osama bin Laden. To number one, look for him, locate him, and kill him. For years. They, 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 it happened in whose time? George Bush's time, eh? Was it Bush? Bush. Not Barack, Bush. Well, Barack just came. No, the attack, not the. Not Jeremy The attack. They look for him, look for him, look for him until they found where he was in Barak's time. Look, it was a special operation. They rent, they bought a house up across his house and lived with him for one year watching him to be sure that it's him. Because the person lives underground. 
For a whole year, they were living across him and studying him, watching him, watching until the very day that they decided that it's time. And they came and they hit. Yeah. Yeah. Special operation. World peace depended on it. The end of Al-Qaeda depended on it. It's a special operation. Took it seriously and ensured that it was done. How much more a more important operation which is saving the world, saving people's lives. If going to kill somebody was so important, they came with three different choppers into his yard. One crashed there. They managed to get themselves into the other two and, and, and left. And, and the whole person killed him, take his body. There should be nothing left for the people to memorialize it. Burn it, throw it into the sea. doesn't exist again. Pour the ashes in the sea. The sea has mixed with all. Oh, you can't go and build a shrine in the sea. If they took that operation so seriously, how about the operation of saving mankind from the tyranny of the devil, from the enemy, the devil himself, saving human beings from going to hell? It's a special operation. We have to take it seriously. We have to take it very seriously. You can't joke with it. And that's the only way you can fulfill your ministry. And number six, fulfill your ministry by taking up responsibilities. I close with that one, two minutes. By taking up responsibility. Taking up what? Responsibility. Genesis chapter 24. I'm reading 36 through to 42. It says, And Sarah, my master's wife, bore him a son, bore a son to my master when she was old. And unto him had he given all that he had. And my master made me swear, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife to my son of the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell, but thou shalt go unto my father's house and my kindred and take a wife unto my son. And I said to my master, peradventure, the woman will not follow me. And he said unto me, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way. And thou shalt take a wife for my son for, of my kindred and of my father's house. Then shalt thou declare from this my oath when thou comest to my kindred. When thou, com- when thou comest to my kindred and if they give not thee one, thou shalt declare from this oath. And it came to pass and it came by this day and, and I came this day Unto the well and said, Lord God of my master Abraham, if now thou wilt prosper my way, which I go. Now, this is Abraham's servant, and he had told the servant that go and find a wife for my son. Take this responsibility of going to find a wife for my son. And don't take a wife from this where we are. Go to my father's house. And get a wife from there for my son. Why? What was the mission? Abraham wanted his lineage to continue. Do you get it? He wanted his lineage to continue. 
So he wanted a wife from back home. Go to Harari and bring a wife for my son. Very important responsibility. And this servant took up that responsibility to go and bring Rebecca to come and marry Isaac. He could have said, you know something? Ah, Abraham pa. Tell your neighbor, Abraham pa. No, the pa is important. Pa. It's a Zulu, it's a Zulu way of saying something. Ah, this Abraham guy. Is he saying that he can't see all the Zulu girls who are moving here? Beautiful Zulu girls with color. Oh, their color brightens the environment. He says, I should go to Bindura, not even Harari. Bin, no, Bulawayo, that's the one that is far. I should go to Bulawayo. <laughs> if you don't want Zulus, how about horses? Let me bring some. After all, a wife is a wife. Abraham said, no, I want a wife for my son from Bulawayo. He could have said, no, 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 no. Abraham, you, you know, when people are old, they are going to die, they start to talk by heart. What if Isaac doesn't like this, this, this Bulawayo girl? Isaac hasn't been to Bulawayo. He doesn't know the Bulawayo. He doesn't even speak the Bulawayo. What, what do they speak in Bulawayo? Shona. He doesn't speak Shona. If they speak in the bell, how do you know? Have you been there before? <laughs> it's okay. I won't argue with you. How, 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 how does he, how would he live with this Bulawayo girl? Isaac said, I want a girl from Bulawayo. Because it's a very sensitive thing. You can let him do everything. But apart from, the only thing you cannot allow him to do is to marry somebody from here. Very sensitive responsibility. There are people you can't give them very important responsibility to do. No, 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 no. They will even trivialize it. Those are the people who say, ah, but a girl is a girl. They'll call Isaac, Isaac, you know, your father when he was dying, you know when people are dying, they start to lose their minds a little. So he wasn't thinking straight, don't mind. Look, what do you think about this? Let's save the money. The transport from here. Do you know how difficult it is to go from here? To Jobek, then we travel from Jobek to Harari, then we travel from Harari to Bulawayo. We are almost in Zambia. It's too far. This girl, too, we are going to bring. We will not have to do a permit, get a visa, do a permit, all these things. Well, she will be so, so, do you, have you heard of the foreigner problem in South Africa? It will even be complicated. So, you know, let's solve the issue. Just find one of these Zulu girls and marry, and let's go forward. But he stayed with the instruction that he had been given. Some of you cannot be given responsibility. You trivialize it. You take it lightly. It's not important. Can we give you sensitive, sensitive, high-risk responsibilities to do? Or you can only say hello to people at the door. Just smile and greet people at the door. Even when you don't greet the people, they don't even notice. Yeah, failure to do it doesn't have any consequence. But in 
important responsibility. Like going to start a micro church. Can we, can we commit it to your hands? Can we ask you to do it? Some of you, we ask you to do things. You are still sitting at the same place. You just have words to show for what you are doing. But real work, it has not been done. That I look at it, I just laugh. I just laugh. And some of these people who do nothing have a lot of big words. Encyclopedia words, dictionary words, big ones. They'll be saying a lot of very verbose things. When you listen, you wonder, ah, just go and do the work we have asked you to do. If you were doing the work, there'll be no need for all these words. A picture is worth more than a thousand words. Once we see the picture, we know. We don't need words. When you see people talking a lot, it means nothing has been done. So how's it going? I'm on it. They are not doing anything. Many words, no picture. Just bring us when we see the picture, Pastor Mel, we won't ask you for anything again. We won't ask any more. The question, the picture explains the situation to us completely. And when we see you wearing a wedding ring, hey, our landlords, <laughs> when we see you wearing a wedding ring, we don't ask any more questions. The ring is enough to tell us that you are married. But when we see no ring, so what? Oh, you know, we are planning, we are counting the goats, we are counting the sheep according to the Zulu culture. Uh, the first sheep must go in front of the second sheep before the third sheep can follow, and then a goat will be at the end. Then we are pulling along. A lot of words. Yeah, we must wear a blanket, we must give it a winter jacket so they can. <laughs> Too many talkings. Too many talkings. A blanket. A blanket and a duke. The goat, the sheep can go in front, but the goats must wear a blanket and a duke. And they must be following at the back. Then it will be a sign that now is the time. Too, too many talkings. Get to the job and get it done. Just get to the job and get it done. Always watch. When you ask people to do something and they start to talk a lot, they are doing nothing. Do you know why? They talk a lot because they say a lot. Of, if they were doing that thing, they'll be tired. They'll not have any words left to talk. They don't have any time to talk. Church of God, as I close, because it's at my closing time. As I close, I'm encouraging everybody. Go where you are asked to do. Do what you have been asked to do and complete it. Complete it. Complete it. Complete it. Finish it. Don't do it halfway and leave it. Finish it. Come break it to completion. Yeah, we send you to high school. You can't reach grade 10 and so I've gone, I've gone for two years, three years, so now I've stopped. Complete it. Or else it's meaningless. Complete it. May you complete your mission in the name of Jesus. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, thank you for every single hand that is lifted here today. I pray for special grace upon each and every one of us to complete and fulfill the mission that you have given to us on this earth. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Amen. Say this prayer with me. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me. Shed your precious blood for my sake. I confess that you rose again and you are the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for the Lord and you may be seated in the presence. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.